Today on Recur Now, we're spotlighting a badass woman in SaaS. I will say this space, the subscription SaaS space, like this is it. This is the place to be. I fully believe that not just because of what I saw 20 years ago, which is this is a just a better model for customers to see value. She goes by Amy Connery and is the current chair of the Subscribed Institute at Zora, but has been an industry leader for more than two decades. Amy's been at the forefront of the SaaS evolution, shaped much of Zora's success, and has some advice for other women shattering their own glass ceilings. Today, we're sharing Amy's story in SaaS. This is Recur Now from ProfitWell's Recur Studios. I'm Grace Gagnon. Today on the show, we're highlighting Amy Connery, a badass woman in SaaS. I'll also take a look at how the B2B SaaS market is doing, plus the top SaaS headlines you need to know now. And we wrap with your ProfitWell featured user, this time Tailwind. From my remote setup, it's August 18th, another beautiful day to subscribe. If you're in SaaS, you know Zora. But do you know Amy Connery? Amy Connery plays a big role in Zora's success. She started with Zora as the VP of Customer Business Innovation in 2017, and she's now founder and chair of the Subscribed Institute. Before Zora, Amy was an industry analyst with the International Data Corporation for 19 years, where she launched the company's SaaS practice and produced the industry's first SaaS forecast. I said this right off the bat, but it's worth saying again, Amy is a badass. Today, she's sharing her start in SaaS, how she spearheaded Subscribed Institute at Zora, and how women can better advocate for themselves in a male-dominated industry. Now, what led to your start in the subscription industry? My first start in the industry was I was an IDC analyst, so International Data Corporation, and I was covering something called application service providers or ASPs. And these were companies that would take traditional software, so you buy your SAP or buy your PeopleSoft, and then they would host it for you, and you'd pay them a, a recurring fee for that hosting capability. And that sort of set the groundwork for what became the software as a service industry. Fast forward to 2017 and Amy lands a job at Zora, the pinnacle of SaaS. The way that I got into Zora and the Institute was I knew how hard it was to run a subscription business. Amy says she knew Zora would have a challenge helping customers be successful if they only focused on a systems approach. She went to Zora saying how much she would love to come on board and she clearly had a vision and has seen it through. And the first thing that was very clear to me was that Zora had this wealth of data and tribal knowledge and case studies, you know, running a thousand companies, businesses that lots of people could learn from. So I said, we need a place where all of this information lives and where people can come together and interact around it. And so that's when we launched the Subscribe Institute, which is a think tank for subscription economy executives really much focused on the ideas, you know, benchmarks, research, thought leadership. Sometimes it's Zora's own thought leadership. Many times it's pulling in thought leadership from places like ProfitWell and you know, other consulting firms. Being a woman in a male-dominated industry presents unique challenges. Amy says one challenge she faced was claiming her accomplishments. I think that... You know, again, a lot has changed in the last 20 years uh, with women in, in technology and companies taking a more focused effort. Uh, but a lot of times in my career, I have had to, um, I think, maybe advocate for myself in ways that I didn't necessarily feel like my male colleagues had to. And so it's important, 
I think to, to own it and, and, you know, to claim what it is you've done and what you can bring to the table and tell your story because chances are no one else is going to tell it for you. Like everything in life, diversity and representing all groups of people results in better work. Specifically for SAS, though, Amy says women bring something unique to the table. So I want to hear mm -hmm. like your take on how we females shape the industry. So the, the, my, my sense on it, and, and I guess the reason that I was always attracted to you know, my whole career, to the mm -hmm. subscription model, is it's fundamentally a relationship business. And it requires just as much emotional intelligence to be successful with SaaS as it does, you know, traditional quantitative type intelligence. And I'm not suggesting that women are better at building relationships and men are better at quantitative things. But I do think that a lot of the skills that are required to be successful in the software as a service space are the skills that women have traditionally gravitated to and developed over time. You know, being able to understand customer needs and having empathy, really wanting to help people, help companies, uh, and wanting to build lasting relationships with companies, with, with individuals around a shared set of goals. Now, one final nugget of information from Amy. Her and I spoke about the future of SaaS, and she's got an interesting perspective on how subscription could save the planet. I firmly believe that subscription models are better for the planet. So the ways that, uh, for example, um, manufacturing companies that are delivering services models off of, uh, let's say, a machine in a factory, there's much more important for them to make sure that machine is built to last, you know, that it's not going to break down. There's no planned obsolescence in play. So you can deliver this ongoing service. And that means less waste, more durable goods, more efficiency. Of course, the sharing economy plugs into subscriptions, the circular economy plugs back into subscriptions. So um, when we reach the end of, of pandemic COVID situation, I really believe that the next thing that everyone's going to be focused on going to be climate change, um, sustainability, and um, subscription models, I believe, will play a really important role as being the economic foundation for uh, a company's ability to do what's right for the planet and what's right for their, their customers and their shareholders, too. With more than two decades in the SaaS and subscription industry, Amy has played a huge role in the subscription economy, which is a term coined by Zora. She's been in the trenches. She's questioned the way things were done and emerged with better solutions. SaaS is better because of Amy's boldness. And as Amy says, the subscription economy is here to stay and I'm keen to learn about more women making waves in the industry. For more on Amy and information on the Subscribed Institute, check your subscriber newsletter. Up next, a look at your B2B SaaS index. Your B2B SaaS index is currently valued at 1,674 points, increasing 0.91% over the last week. Not much different here, B2B SaaS companies continue to grow at a steady rate. The MRR gain index representing upgrades in new revenue has gone up 0.9% over the last 24 hours and has trended positively over the last week. This means a lot of upgrades and new revenue. We're also seeing no churn this week. MRR loss has improved 0.63% over the last 24 hours. And now your top B2B SaaS news. 
Apple's 30% commission fee on in-app purchases is under fire again, and it might have met its match this time with Epic Games, a video game and software developer. Long story short, last week, Epic Games tried to avoid Apple's 30% commission fee by offering a direct payment option in Fortnite, leading Apple to ban the app entirely. For a long time, it's been Apple's world, and we've lived in it. But lately, it seems some companies don't want it that way. With the new email platform Hey voicing against that same 30% commission fee earlier this summer and now Epic Games going against Apple, we might actually see some major changes in big tech. I'll link to more resources on Epic Games versus Apple, plus our coverage on Apple versus Hey from earlier this summer. It's all in your newsletter. David Cancel, founder of Drift, shared the 25 things he wished he knew when he was a young entrepreneur. Here are a few of my favorites from the list. Number one, read every day. It doesn't matter what genre, just read. Number two, momentum means everything. Find the perfect wave and ride it for as long as you can. Three, don't obsessively read or watch the news. Life is more peaceful without it. Number four, invest in relationships. And five, never forget how important context is. As David says, learn from other people, especially their mistakes. To learn from David's, head to your newsletter to find more of his insights. It's hard to catch someone's attention, especially on Instagram when it seems like every picture is Vogue-worthy. So how do you post thumb-stopping material? You can always get a little help from Tailwind, the smart Instagram assistant that helps optimize your posts. Tailwind helps visually plan your Instagram feed, optimizes each post with smart schedule and hashtag finder, and auto-updates links in the background. To up your Instagame with Tailwind, check your subscriber newsletter for more details. And that's a wrap on this episode of Recur Now. I'll catch you back here next time with more data and discussion points. Make sure you're subscribed at recurnow.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, we want to hear from you. If you have any topics or news, send them my way at grace.g at profitwell.com. This has been a Recur Studios production, the fastest growing subscription network out there. If you find use for this show, subscribe for more like it at profitwell.com slash recur.